How do you how do you top that? It's going to be tough, I think. Um, I said in season one, and it held true for season one, that they were going to follow through with that sort of um, formula of how there will be one sort of one uber bad guy throughout the whole season, and then each individual episode would have like a sort of smaller bad guy for Dexter to kill. Uh, that was true for season one. So far, not true for season two. So, uh, I don't know if they're going to follow the same formula. It's that, uh, as I described it, the Buffy formula where Buffy would always have one sort of really super bad guy for the season, and then uh, sort of each episode would have a, a smaller bad guy, which uh, is a formula I enjoy. So, I hope they kind of do it. Um, but to go from Dexter's evil brother to, to what? Where, where do you go from there? I'm curious. Something that I think they might do, and um, have done so far, is sort of, rather than have uh, this uber bad guy for season two, the, the uber bad guy, let's say, is the fact that Dexter is getting close to getting caught. <laughs> Scary. Uh, let me just run down some of my notes here that I took and see what they have to say. Uh, the first note is, could not kill Voodoo Blind. <laughs> uh, by that, of course, I mean, uh, one of the serial killers he came against was a old uh, voodoo guy who was blind. Yeah. And uh, he could not kill him. It seems since... Uh, he had killed his brother. He's been kind of off his game. His serial killing game, His he works as a uh, forensic blood spatter specialist for the coppers. Uh, he's been off that game. Been off his game with his girlfriend, played by... by <laughs> I can't remember her name right now. Oh, uh, Julie Benz, who you may remember from Buffy and Angel. Speak of the vampire, in that case, uh, just sort of uh, floundering around and not knowing what to do and not able to kill this guy in particular, so couldn't kill this guy, that's on his um, serial killer side, tried to have sex with Julie Benz and could not perform, could not get her up, and then on the job forensic side, accidentally... Um, contaminated a crime scene, basically. Things are kind of falling apart in his life. Oh, and his sister's living with him, which, as you can imagine, if you're a silly serial killer, you probably don't want uh, too many family members living with you in your small apartment. Uh, in order to sort of shake loose of this funk that he is in, he uh, decides to go after this guy who... Uh, I think the best way to describe him is a giant. Quite literally, a giant. This friggin' guy, he played a um, sort of Latin mafioso enforcer guy. Yeah, let's say that. Who had killed a bunch of people, but uh, had never been prosecuted because everyone was too scared to go on the stand against him and those who had uh, had been murdered. So, Dexter decided to 
bring to him his unique style of justice and kill him. Uh, and he thought it would be a challenge, which it proved correct. <laughs> this guy, uh, he reminded me of, there's this other giant guy, reminded me of him. Um, not giant, just tall, although he must have been seven foot, but wide. There was a guy in the remake of... Oh, shit. I'm not going to get this right. It was a movie that took place in prison. A football movie. I think it was called The Longest Yard. Uh, originally with Burt Reynolds. Um, the remake was with Adam Sandler. Yes. And there was a giant guy in that. In sort of the same proportions. So, normally when Dexter goes on his serial-killing jobs, <laughs> say jobs, he'll uh, sneak up behind the person and inject them with a needle. This guy kind of got the double-barreled needle, uh, one in each side of his neck, just because he was so huge. And then, uh, Dexter, what he'll do is tie them, tape them, um, shrink-wrap them to a table, so, because he had so much trouble getting this guy literally onto the table, took him a lot of time, the guy kind of woke up before he was fully finished tying him down, and then uh, a pretty sweet-ass little fight there, and then, here's a spoiler, the guy escaped. Now, if I was this guy, I guess, even if you're a giant, if you wake up and you're tied down to a table and someone cuts your cheek with a scalpel, um, you're going to be scared regardless of your size, right? So he hightails it out of there. The The sort of end... Yeah, let's do that. The sort of end scene um, is just Dexter, because he is a, I guess you would say, a sociopath, has um, trouble with emotions, sort of no emotions, kind of. He'll always do flashbacks with his father, and this one indicated that he is not able to get his heartbeat like pumping from excitement. Uh, however, in the last scene, sort of the first time in his life, his blood was a pumping because all the many, many crazy amount of bodies that he had um, taken sort of offshore and thrown overboard from his boat had been found. So, <laughs> as you can imagine, if you had killed, geez, it looked like a friggin' lot, like possibly hundreds of bodies in, like, heavy-duty garbage bags, and if they started pulling them all up and you were the killer of all these people, your, uh, your blood would be pumping pretty good, I bet, even if you are, in Dexter's case, a sociopath. So uh, that's how it sort of uh, wrapped up. Which leads me to believe that possibly the uber bad guy in the sense of this season will be um, the black cop who works with Dexter, who basically suspects him of this kind of shady shit. Um, so, that's my theory so far, going into season two. Okay, so let's move on to... Okay, here was a, an interesting one. Uh, it was actually on YouTube that I watched this. Um, it came up, I think it came up on the Cheeseburger Network, which is a site that you should all check out. It is a show that I used to watch way back in the day, so I was, 
happy to see that an episode was available on YouTube. It's a show called Worst Jobs in History, starring Mr. Tony Robinson, very uh, funny dude. This episode was uh, all about Christmas-related jobs, because uh, I guess they posted it around Christmas. Let's see. So um, I wrote down three of the jobs, but there was more than that. Um, His choice for the worst job was uh, Turkey Farmer's Wife, which um, sounds bad, yeah, I guess. Uh, Sort of the main job of this person would be plucking the feathers off uh, turkeys, and it's really cold because you have to keep it cold so they don't uh, rot as quickly. So your fingers will get all beat up, basically. Uh, it's long hours in the cold, hurting fingers, yada yada. Sounds bad, yes. The uh, see, I'm doing this in my, in my order of worse, <laughs> not his order. The next um, job that I chose was <laughs> the job with a funny name, uh, the job of faggoter. Faggoter. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, which I, I think I did know this. Well, not to the degree that they explained it, but uh, a faggot. <laughs> can't believe I'm describing a faggot. That's not very nice. Well, it is, because a faggot is actually a sort of loose bundle of um, small logs. So rather than chop down a, an entire tree and have like a sizable log like that, sometimes that's not always an option. So uh, a faggoter would go around and pick up sort of deadfall, loose wood, uh, and then bundle it into that sort of normal log shape. So basically, you have a log made out of a bunch of smaller logs. That's a faggoter. Um, And as you can imagine, you're out in the cold. Again, it's got that sort of painful fingers vibe because you're tying these up with twine, uh, and your fingers are going to get raw, yada yada. Okay? Pretty bad. Now, the worst job that I chose, mostly even just for the name, <laughs> was Puke Collector. Puke Collector. Uh, apparently, in Roman times, wine was so sort of incredibly harsh that puking from drinking was considered normal. So, um, they're one of your servants as most people who could afford to drink excessively of wine, had servants, would have to collect the puke from um, all the people drinking, and then, I guess, dispose of it. (laughs) So, that was a job. Puke collector. Alright, so, I think I might be able to do this. Um, Getting close to work. Let's get in Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares is one of those sort of uh, food network, very uh, middle-of-the-road, inoffensive, um, not aimed at men or women, everyone will kind of like shows, that the missus and I enjoys. Take, for example, she watches uh, Real Housewives, which um, I don't know if I should say aimed at women, but obviously more women watch that than men. And then, say, I'll just take a show at random um, that I would watch. Okay, we'll just go simple uh, Star Trek. 
there are women who watch Star Trek. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that more men watch it than women. Okay? I don't think that's a surprising revelation. But a show like this aimed at anyone and, and the kind of thing that a couple can watch. There you go. Uh, the missus and I have watched it for a long time. We kind of, we kind of, as I like to describe it, got saturated. Because when a show like this uh, airs originally, it's on, you know, once a week. However, then they'll put it in reruns where it's on every single day. So we'll watch it every single day, which means you will go through the seasons of the show very quickly, and you become saturated, which we had done. So uh, the only reason I brought it up this time was because uh, an episode came on that uh, I had never seen before, which was unusual, so we decided to watch it. Basically, it stars Gordon Ramsay. It's a reality TV show in which he'll go into a restaurant that is not doing well, and restaurants in which there's usually no way that the people who own the restaurant will have seen his show, or else they would not volunteer to be on it, because he'll come in and basically um, not very nicely tear you a new one. Um, he has... Uh, <laughs> one uh, sort of catchphrase, I don't know if i call it a catchphrase, but something that I always do for the missus that seems to get a good laugh is go um, a little something like this. It's rotten! It's rotten! That's him saying it's rotten. Because occasionally he'll go into people's freezers of their restaurants and there'll be rotten food and uh, sort of really disgusting shit like that. Uh, another one of his uh, phrases that'll say when things like that happen is, Shut it down! Shut it down! Okay? He's a very, very angry man, from the sounds of it. <laughs> Alright, folks, I am at work. So, I think probably I will not come back for more. I did have a little more to talk about. So, I'll play it by ear. I'll tell you what, if you right now, hear the closing credits, I'm not going to do anymore. If you hear what I like to call the mid-show working break, I am going to do more. How about that for a uh, indicator for you? So I will say uh, my two things, just in case. Love you, Jerry's. And it's nice to be nice to the nice, just in case. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? 
The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.